Welcome to the Occupy Freedom Podcast, where we're diving deep into all things kingdom. Your life is not a mistake. You were created for this moment in history to advance the kingdom and govern the earth from a heavenly perspective. Let's join our hosts, Justin and Rihanna Arfston. Hey, hey, my name is Justin. And I'm Rihanna, and we are the co-founders of the Freedom Culture Ministry. For those who don't know us, uh, we are a husband and wife team for almost 18 years and been doing ministry together for about a decade. Yeah, Freedom Culture Ministry was actually birthed out of a mission to see the sons and daughters of God govern the earth from their kingdom identity and has typically taken shape through preaching, teaching, small group spaces, book writing, prayer ministry, and now the Occupy Freedom podcast. We want to encourage you today, but I want you to know that our goal of this podcast isn't intended for us to have all of the answers or really even give you answers for life. Right. Our goal is actually to have thought-provoking kingdom conversations that would even possibly send you away with more questions than when you tuned in. Because we believe good questions build great discipleship. So let's roll up our sleeves and dig deep. We'd love to hear your testimonies, feedback, and maybe any topics that might be burning on your heart. So please let us know by emailing us at myfreedomculture at gmail.com. Yes, and for more information, articles, and tools, head on over to our website, www.occupy-freedom.com. Hey, thanks for joining us today on the Occupy Freedom Podcast. Yes, welcome. Justin and I are so grateful that you guys are joining us today. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a pretty in-depth, juicy topic to talk about today. I don't know if I should use the word juicy (laughs) on podcast. (laughs) Okay, look, you guys are going to have to step into our funhouse if you're going to weather this podcast storm with us. So, we are diving into a topic today called Meat in the Middle, M-E-A-T, And what we want to talk about is this middle ground space, what it is, why it's the most dangerous space for the believer to get stuck in, and what it means to occupy the position of freedom so that you don't become the meat in the middle. And what we mean by that, if you look at 1 Peter, he reminds us that God calls us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So, We understand that we're called out of a dark place. We're called out of the darkness of the world and into the marvelous light. But there's kind of this middle ground, this in-between space. And what so often happens is that sometimes we we find ourselves only halfway through a process and we kind of sit down and get stuck there. And with that, we become ground meat. We become tormented and um, sort of live life in anguish for a while, not knowing, just kind of spinning our wheels, not knowing how to get out. So that's what we want to tackle today. Yeah, it's it's super important because so often I have, you know, talked to or met with Christians that say, hey, I, I love the Lord. I serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I struggle with these things. I'm I'm stuck in this thing. What yeah. you know, fill whatever it yeah, and... fill in blank or whatever it is. And that's really what this is all about here today is to number one, help you identify, you know, what uh what what we mean by that, and then most importantly, help you get to the other side of right. it. And that's right. our 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 uh, hope today. Right. Because we believe that the Lord 
finishes what he starts. If right. he authors it, he finishes it. The word tells us that he understands our, our end from our beginning. And he's not a God that leaves us half undone or half unraveled. And so if you're a believer today listening and you're feeling like, I know the Lord, but I'm struggling in areas that I don't feel like I can overcome, we hope that this podcast, this episode today really helps um, bring some light and illumination to areas. If you're not a believer and you're tuning in with us today and just saying, hey, I don't even know what any of this is about, we're hopeful that you will um, just gain some insight into an encounter with the Lord today through this material and understand that God is for you, that he's reaching out to you, and he wants to carry you from the darkness all the way into his marvelous light. So let's go for it. So for our first main point, we want to kind of dive into the concept that freedom is the central mission of the gospel, because it's so important that we understand that God's will for us is to be free and to live in freedom. Freedom isn't just for eternity. It's for today, here and now. Right. Galatians 5 says, uh, 5 1 says, It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be bound again to the yoke of slavery. Yeah. Notice the word again. So there's this sort of living out process that we come from slavery. We come, we're born into bondage in the world. He pulls us out of that darkness and says, Okay, it's for freedom that Christ is setting you free. So don't go back to like that proverbial dog returning to his vomit. So good. Yeah. So we understand that God's will for us is to be free. This is the first most important part of it. The infinitive verb to be means to occupy the position of a place. So to be free means that we're not going back and forth, up and down, in and out and around the mountains and in and out of cycles. We're actually occupying a position of freedom. And then we know that we are free. The challenge that we face is actually that many people who follow Christ kind of get stuck in these continued cycles of bondage, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, relational, and on and on it goes. Um, And the reason for that is because we are trying to live in the new man, like Paul calls it, while we're hanging on to the old (laughs) things. Right. right, we can't live a new life with old means, so we kind of have this yoke of slavery that we're kind of going back and forth on. So, you know, the first main point talking about freedom being the central mission of the gospel, the question that we have is, what does freedom look like? Well, if we look at Romans chapter 8, verse 4, we're going to be in Romans quite a bit today because Romans 8 gives such a beautiful so picture of this middle ground and of freedom and what that looks like. So we encourage you to read Romans 8 and then read it again and read it again and read it again. But Romans chapter 8 verse 4 says, um, kind of if you if you go to that second part of it, it says, And we are free to live, not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. So it begs the question, what does freedom look like? Because if we're going to understand the middle ground, we have to know what freedom looks like if we're going to live in it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think one of the best examples of that. Galatians 5.22, right? The fruits mm-hmm. of the Spirit. Yeah. So if we want to have an idea of what freedom looks like, then we, we look at what is the fruit of the Spirit? Mm. Peace, joy, love, patience, self-control. Yes, you absolutely. Know, all of these things, we, um, 
we understand what that what that looks like so that when we have spaces in our life that we aren't exercising self-control that we're not mm-hmm. being love loving we're not being tender mm-hmm. whatever those things mm-hmm. are that we know hey those aren't the fruit of the spirit i must be in the middle space there i must not be walking out exactly um, what really God has for right. me in right. this area. Right. Yeah, and to be clear, you know, you would agree that we're not talking about experiencing challenges being bondage itself, right? Because experiencing challenges doesn't mean you're in bondage. <laughs> it means you're human. It means you're it means alive. <laughs> it means you got out of bed this morning. And you, I mean, that is part of a daily you know, a 10-minute challenge doesn't have to turn into a 24-hour challenge. It can be a, a small thing or a big thing. We choose to make things as big and small as we want them to be. But experiencing challenges is just part of the deal of being human. So freedom is not the absence of challenges, but the presence of power applied to the challenges. So freedom is really talking about the response to the circumstances in your life. Are you occupying the position of joy, And joy, meaning it doesn't depend on your circumstances or what's happening to you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So you can occupy the position of joy, even if things around you are chaotic. Or you you can occupy the position of peace. Even when the world is in chaos Chaos. and everybody's (laughs) running crazy, I think we can all relate to that today. Um, And so it's really, freedom is how you respond to circumstances, both positive and negative circumstances. It's not about the absence of those challenges. Yeah. And and those challenges in your life are going to come. They're going to continue to come. And, you know, it's not, you know, being a Christian or walking in freedom isn't, oh, these challenges never, ever come up again, because that's not true. Uh, We live in a fallen world and challenges are going to come. It's simply like Rihanna said, it's just simply how we respond to those. All right. So let's move on to point two, which is getting stuck in the middle Mm -hmm. and understanding what that, what that feels like. So you can identify, are you stuck in the middle or, or are you not? And then we'll talk about how we move from that space. But um, first of all, what is the middle ground? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, to me, I, I would say very pointedly, the middle ground is where we go to die. It's really where we go to die. And this is, is, this is in accordance with you know Romans chapter 8. I would encourage everybody listening to this. I love Romans chapter 8 when it comes to understanding this concept and this topic that we're talking about. Romans chapter 8 is perfect because Paul lays this out so beautifully, Mm -hmm. the difference between flesh and spirit and being controlled by the flesh and what that looks like. And that is really the middle ground. The middle ground is where we go to die. We're called out of this darkness, as Peter says. And then the Lord begins the process with us of going through our filing cabinet and saying, look, this mindset's not good. This reactionary thing, this uh, default that you have, the way that you are in relationships this way, this is coming from hurt and pain. We need to get rid of this. I want to sanctify this. So it's a lifelong journey. Right. Um, But we move in and out of this middle ground. We go there to die and then we live. And then we go back there to die and then we live. We go back there to die, right? Because it's not a one and done thing, which we'll talk about in a second. But Paul says in Romans 8, 13, he says, For if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, 
you will live. So in short, the middle ground is where we're called to die, to let go of the old, to surrender to the new, um, and to accept truth above all else. And again, the command of Christ to love God with everything that we are and nothing in addition to, right? So the process of saying yes to God. So oftentimes I feel like if you're a Christ follower and you still keep saying, why am I a Christian? Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm in bondage. The short answer to that is probably you haven't died yet. There's places in your life you need to die. We had a pastor once who would used to tell us all the time, dead men don't have opinions. So if you are Mm -hmm. dead, you obey the Lord. There is no opinion. There is no, you know, resistance to what God is asking you to do. Um, And I love that, that, you know, that... Because the greatest misconception of freedom is God can have our life, but so can I. Like, we can share my life. And that's a misconception of freedom. That's the bondage of the middle ground is God and self, God and idolatry. Um, The Passion Translation puts it this way. When you live controlled by your flesh, you're about to die. That's the way the Passion Translation puts it. So I imagine this in a natural perspective If you were about to die, you were hanging on by a thread in your body and tormented in pain, in anguish, in torment, you haven't quite yet died, but you're not really living because your body is like half dead, right? (laughs) Right in the middle. (laughs) Right, right. Imagine just living like that. And in the spirit, this is exactly what Paul is saying. If you understand, if you've been convicted by the light, God called you out of the darkness and you still serve darkness... You're literally in this limbo place of torment, almost dead, but not quite living. Right. It's really this space of understanding that you live from the inside out versus the outside in, right? Instead of saying, I'm going to take all of these circumstances in life, everything that I'm experiencing, all of my past hurts and pains and all all of that, and I'm going to filter all of my life through that first, and then I'm going to come to this, you know, try to bring it to the Lord, and it's it's a challenging place to be, versus the other way around, which is, I understand who I am in Christ, the inside out and and all of the life that I experience, I'm going to filter through that yes. uh, way, and and that is that's really the the difference between the two. Right. If you are in the middle and you're stuck in that middle, really identify: Are you living from the outside in or the inside? Right. Out? Yeah, that's so good, and that is kind of that concept of God and right. So there's right. a quote by John Mark Comer in a sermon that he. Uh, presented and he said, if you read the Old Testament, you realize the long running temptation for the people of God is not God or, but God and. So it's less to this idea of atheism and more to an idolatry state of mind, which is being stuck in that middle space. It's like the thought of I can have God, but then I can also have in my pocket all the things that I want to either self-indulge or that keep me comfortable or that I don't want to admit and face or that I just think are the things that I need to drag around by a leash. And it's this concept of God and, and it's a tormenting place to live because God is always pulling for us, but yet we're giving our service to the darkness. And so we're, we're basically trying to ride two horses with one butt and it hurts. It's painful, right? Right. It's, it's, um, again, this, this position of, of, I have these challenges in, in my life, 
but I'm not willing to give those up and and to die to those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, here's a perf- personal testimony sure. from from yeah. me. Right. Um, one of the things that I realized that I was that I had struggled with for years um, was, you know, I had a little bit of a low self worth and things like that, and and so I would go and seek approval mm-hmm. or try to please yeah. people. Yeah. Honestly, more than I was trying to please the Lord. Mm. And it was, a, I was stuck in the middle of, I know I have this head knowledge, I can read the word, and I understand that I need to, you know, that my affection should be towards the Lord first right. and foremost. Right. right. Um, but that really wasn't, wasn't it. And you, so you also have this need for people, for people to accept. Yes, yes. You or, yeah. And, and here's where it became, where here's where the rubber meets the road and became a challenge is I started positioning myself so that I always look good in in front of people. And maybe I would sacrifice some Mm, principles that I knew were supposed to be. Maybe I would always, you know, I would spin uh, certain situations so I would always look favorable in the eyes of people, in the eyes of my wife, in the eyes of my family. And it would, it would cause me to, to have full, not full truth to, to say, well, I'm going to tell this part of the story because this is true and it makes me look good, but I'm going to leave this part of the story out. Right. And, and what it did in my relationships, it was so destructive in my relationships Mm -hmm. because people couldn't trust me. Mm -hmm. Is he telling the full truth? Is he telling the whole story? Are there areas that he's leaving out to make himself look good? Are, are, am I going to find out later that, that there was, that he didn't, share everything. Mm-hmm. And so those, uh, you know, that's my personal testimony. And I had to die to pleasing people. Right. And in fact, you you die to those spaces by embracing them. Yeah, right. right. We die to the idea of being afraid of rejection by embracing the fact that we are rejected in this world, but accepted of God. Right. Good. So in order to move into the new freedom of I'm accepted of the beloved, I am a child of God. I am brought into the fold. I am now a part of the family. We have to let go of the ideal of being accepted by the world and all the people's ideals, people's expectations. And when we make mistakes or have failures, that we don't attach ourselves to the identity of that. And, And that is a place where you have to die. You literally have to humble yourself and say, I want this, but I, I let go of my right to have it my way, to have it the way I think it should be. And that's across the board in marriage and parenting and in life. And it's this letting go. It's this dying. So now that we understand what the middle ground looks like is this place we go to die over and over again. Um, How do we identify if we're stuck there? Because we know that we have to continue to visit that space in order to live. We have to die. So we have to keep going through the middle ground and letting God move through all of the things in our life that are have been bondage, but now God wants to set us free. So how do we identify if we get stuck there? Right. Well, I think the first thing that we identify is if it seems to be happening over and over and over right. again. Good. Right. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a cyclical um, uh, thing or, or we're protecting certain spaces in our life um, that we're not being vulnerable with Good. the with the people, first of all, vulnerable with God, right? Yeah. That we can admit, yeah. yeah, hey, we have a we have a challenge in this area. Right. Um, and then with those people, those trusted people in our lives that we do life with, um, 
uh, that we're, you know, we're protecting those and we're not being vulnerable yeah, uh, in those that's spaces. Good. That's good. When you say that, what I see is it, it's kind of likened to if you're on a road trip and you're driving along and you have a destination and you keep taking wrong turns or you keep taking turns and you keep seeing the same things pass you by. Mm -hmm. You see the same building or the same billboard or the same exit ramp and you think, why am I back here again? Because freedom is occupied through opportunity. So again, if challenges, the absence of challenges doesn't define freedom. So we're going to have the opportunity to go through them. But if we continue to see this behavior come up, this anger boil up in us, this, um, you know, these responses that we have, these mindsets that we have, the uh, just thought patterns that we have, then we have to sit down and go, okay, wait a second. Where are these things coming from? And, and humble ourselves before the Lord to die to those things. Because if we're continuing to see them over and over and over again, and there's cycles of behavior and, and failures and thought processes, then there's something there that we need to die to and surrender to the Lord. Because freedom is occupied through that opportunity. God doesn't tempt us, but he allows us the opportunity to succeed in discipline when we meet challenges. So dealing with an issue is not necessarily indicative that you're stuck because we're all going to confront the issues in life. None of us are perfect and that you have to embrace your humanity, right? It's when you re recognize that you're circling the drain and you just keep coming around and around and around, but you're not yet dying. You right. just keep going around that space. Yeah. The, uh, you use that the road trip kind of picture and, mm -hmm. and the kind of thought that came to my mind was, or comes to my mind is, is, you know, we, we're, we're on this journey of life and when things get difficult, when, th yeah. when, when we're meet, we're met with a challenge in right. life or a, again, an old mindset, a lie, whatever that is, what we want to do is we want to sidestep, we want to detour, we want the shortcut. Right, right. And so we, we maybe we're able to do that. We say, hey, we're going to, we're going to sidestep this. We're going to shortcut sure, around it. Sure. And and our loving God is so amazing that guess what? <laughs> He's going to put that obstacle in front of us again because Try what, it he, again. what he doesn't want is yeah. for us to never address it. We need right, to, right. to hit that head on. We need to be vulnerable with good, him good. and we and and we need to die to that so that we can actually right. occupy freedom on the other yeah. side of it. Yeah. And and he will. He will bring those spaces up over yeah. and over and over again until we go through that process yeah. Yeah. of of really conquering that and living. Yeah, the only way to the other side is through. We can't go around or over. Right. We have to go straight through. Jesus said, you can move the mountain. You can tell the mountain to be cast down. But he never talks about, hey, I'll give you a little shortcut of how to get around this space. He's always, he's a God that says, no, we confront the enemies of our God. We confront the things that war against the will of God in our life and we overcome. That's what makes us kingdom people. That's what makes us kingdom warriors is that we conquer the spaces through Christ. We are more than conquerors through Christ. God does not call us to shrink back and be timid and move around right. things. He calls us to confront it head on. Sometimes we need help with that, period. And that's totally fine. Um, so getting stuck in the middle is knowing that light, knowing the truth of Christ, knowing where God is in it, but yet we still serve the darkness out of preference, out of comfort, out of convenience, out of fear or whatever it is. And that's where we have to get real with ourselves. That's where we have to get real with ourselves. Good. 
You're listening to the Occupy Freedom Podcast, diving deep into all things kingdom. We're so glad you're here. Connect with us deeper at Occupy-Freedom.com. Now back to the show with Justin and Rihanna. All right, so let's move on to point three, which is occupying freedom. So yes, we've... let's occupy some freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so the first section, you know, we were just kind of talking about what is freedom. Then yep. we talked about, you know, what is that middle ground? And now, like, how mm-hmm. do we actually occupy that bl- yep. place of freedom? Absolutely. So there's Because, a... again, our podcast name... Is Occupy, Occupy Freedom. freedom. <laughs> uh, so William Faulkner had a great quote. He he said, "We must be free, not because we claim freedom, but because we practice Ooh, it." Boom, boom, shellacky. Can you say that again? Because that is good <laughs> stuff. We must be free, not because we just claim freedom, but because we practice it. Yes, folks, and that right there. Pretty much it's a wrap. We could just quit the podcast right now because I feel like that encompasses the absolute key to freedom is that you practice it. You walk it out. It's intentionality, right? Paul says in, you know, again, Romans chapter eight, this is an awesome chapter to just dive through, peel through, and then do it again, and then do it again, and then do it again. But in verse five, He says those I'm reading in Passion Translation, it says those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're talking about that middle ground. You're coming out of that behavior, seeking to make yourself comfortable, to seek your preferences and what makes you feel good. And I know this is a worldly thought, right? We take care of me and I get what I want. And if it's not good for me, then I move on. But Paul says this is this is how we pursue Um, the flesh, and that's death to us. So us as children of God, those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. And when you translate that out, it just basically means doing what pleases God, not ourselves, right? So Paul says those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So this insinuates that it is a lifestyle. It is not a one and done situation. Let's reiterate, to be, the infinitive verb to be, means to occupy the position of that space. And to occupy, if you look it up in the dictionary, it actually means to hold or dwell. And one of my favorite uh, definition descriptions is to seize possession of and maintain control over forcibly. <laughs> forcibly. Now, yeah, forcibly. I love that. Right. So, like, you, again, James 4, 7 says, submit to God and resist the enemy. That Greek word resist means to apply the same or greater pressure to a thing. So, you are warring for the will of God in your life. You are warring for yourself to come out among them, to be separate, to be holy, to abide in the Lord, and to live your life to occupy the position of freedom and not let any enemy have a foothold over you. So how how do we do that? Like, let's kind of like step one. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, I would say step one is surrender. I mean, if I could tell you one thing to do is learn the phrase, I surrender, Lord. I surrender, Lord. I surrender, Lord. Because I'm telling you, when so many mindsets, behaviors, um, thought patterns, things come up, that is like my go-to flesh-killing statement is reminding myself, oh, no, I'm not surrendering to my desires or what I want in this situation. 
I'm surrendering to the Lord Mm -hmm. and what he wants for me, because what he wants for me is far better than what I'm striving to obtain for myself. So surrender is number one. I I think the word that comes to mind there is, is honestly a good, just very, very first baby step. Pay attention. Yeah, that's good. Pay attention to your thoughts. Right. We'll get to the like what we do with those thoughts here in a minute. But first is just pay attention. Understand, oh, I I I have this thought, I have this um, you know, area that when I'm stressed out I do this. Yeah, or good. whatever mm-hmm. it is, like just recognize it first. That's good. That's just good. understand, hey, this probably isn't of the Lord. And I think another key to this space is really the process of first and foremost taking your thoughts captive. Yes. Right? Yes. Absolutely. So that this is part of that idea of this great exchange mm, uh, of mm-hmm. saying, I identify where it is, then take your thoughts captive right, and, and replace those with truth. Right. Replace those with what God says about us, not what the, uh, the enemy honestly mm-hmm. is saying yeah. about us or a lie that we're believing or so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it reiterates James 4, 7, that we submit to God and resist the enemy. Now, the interesting part is we talk a lot about resisting the enemy. We talk a lot about, oh, 12 steps of success is here's how you resist the enemy and here's how you fight the thoughts and fight this and that. And and Paul does give us that insight. But the interesting thing is there's a first step to this, which is submit to God. So we talked about surrender. And when something comes up, our first thought, we need to train ourselves to surrender it to the Lord. And then, like you said, now you're pushing back against it. You're pushing back against the thoughts and the defaults and the instincts that you have. In order to do this, you know, Romans 12, 1 talks about renewing your mind, not don't Mm -hmm. imitate the culture around you. Don't conform to the patterns of how people think and selfishly pursue comfort. But renew your mind with what? The word, right? I mean, it all comes down to understanding what truth is if you're going to apply it. And you have to do hard things. I mean, the number one thing we tell people in counseling and mentoring is get ready to do some hard things. Mm -hmm. Because if you want change and transformation, the first thing the Holy Spirit will do is give you a broom and a dustpan and start asking you to clean things up. Because it sometimes takes hard things. Things are challenging. But you can do hard things because we have the power to do the hard things. Right. I, I love that you had mentioned Romans Romans twelve one. But here, here's Romans twelve two, and this is in the in the Passion Translation. One of my favorite favorite verses. It says, uh, "Stop imitating imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you." Mm-hmm. We can mm-hmm. sit there forever. Yeah. Um, but be inwardly transformed by the renewal of the Holy Spirit through the transformation of how you think. Yes. That so is good. renewing so your mind. So good. so good. So so don't just be, you know, think your thoughts and, and actually hold them accountable. I think we just allow things a lot of times. I remember going through some of the hardest parts of PTSD, deep, dark depression, anxiety. I mean, that's a, for another podcast, but... I had some really tormenting years of my life that I I just was not holding anything captive. So everything that could be thought was being thought and I was just letting it own me. And I was just riding the wave of all of the darkness and the intrusive thinking and all the accusations that were in my mind. And I held none of it captive because I didn't 
you know, when you're going through it, it's, it's easy to believe and just kind of embrace, well, if it's coming into my mind, it must be a part of who I am. And so that's so good. You have to take control of that and take those things captive. And honestly, if we read further in Romans chapter 12 and verse nine, it says to hate what is evil and cling to what is good. So we have to have a hate for the things that are warring against the will of God in our life. We have to hate them miserably. We can't continue to think we're going to be free from a pornography addiction if we don't Don't hate the blazes off of that thing because it's warring against the will of God in our life. If we want to be free from the thing, we have to grow a hate for it and for the way that it keeps us from the best that God has for us, you know, in, in whatever realm that might be in. So then another key, I mean, basically the last thing I would say for a key for us to chat about here is we, we understand surrendering to the Lord and renewing our mind. And in those spaces, we're talking about how we need to choose to believe truth and not circumstance. So the, 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 another key to that would be to know truth, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, if we're going to apply truth, we have to know it. So how do we get to know him and be known by him? Read your Bible, my friends. Read your Bibles. <laughs> Read your Bibles. <laughs> <laughs> there are times that things come up and we're like, do you, are you reading your Bible? Or do you understand what's I, in there? <laughs> I, I, I saw a quote by a, a minister. I, I put it up on Instagram a little while back, but he's like, just a reminder to read your Bible so you don't get weird, okay? Because oftentimes it's like, it's like as a Christian, many people are, are have been Christians for years, but they're like, oh, I don't really know that I've read the Bible much. And it's like, well, what in the world do you stand on? I mean, how in the world do you survive if you don't understand? Because that's how you first believe, right? The the word says we believe because somebody preached truth to us and they preach truth to us because they've heard the word, they know the word and they were sent. So you have to know the word. You have to know your creator. You have to know his nature. You have to know who he is. And the word is reveals those places to us and then reveals who we are in him. Galatians is a great book of identity to start in for personal identity. I think mm-hmm. Galatians lays out kingdom citizenship really well. Um, and I love the book of John because I love how it unfolds the nature of Christ. So getting to know him and, and to be known by him. Yeah, so I think some of the uh, I get that question. Well, what's your favorite book of the Bible, whatever? And it's like I don't know all of them, right? Like because they're all... they all just have such a dynamic of of great things, and you you're never done reading it. You go back and read it, and you're going, oh my gosh, this is another layer of stuff that I didn't. Yeah. Because the word is meant to lead you to a relationship and an encounter with Christ. So you're never done reading it. It's not just information in the head, right? Right. Good. But what I love about it is that. If you know truth, you're going to be able to sniff out bondage in a heartbeat, just like that. It's not about studying bondage and studying the enemy so intensely that you know you know how to target him. Although right? there's there's <laughs> fruit in that, but to know truth and to know God so well that as soon as bondage comes knocking on your door, you sniff it out like that and you know how to take care of it. That is how you occupy freedom: is to know Him and be known by Him. Yeah. Uh, so on our website, I encourage you guys to go out to our website. There's some really, really practical tools out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, you know, th- 
uh, uh, for renewing your mind. Uh, I am statements, which is one of the greatest things that helped me is understanding our identity, who God says we are, Mm -hmm. uh, who God Mm -hmm. is, uh, those kinds of things. Uh, there's just all kinds of different tools out there. So if you go out to our website, uh, occupy-freedom.com, and right. it goes to the yep, tools section, there's PDFs, there's all kinds of stuff out there. And then I'll also be posting an article from this podcast, which will have kind of a list of different tools that we recommend for you, or, or just action steps. Again, we're not here to tell you we have all the answers. In fact, our ministry is built on the foundation of causing you to ask more good questions. We want you to walk away from this asking questions, not saying, oh, okay, great. Now I have all the answers to life because we believe that that successful discipleship is built upon great questions. The disciples asked great questions of the Lord. So if we can start a conversation and you start asking, wow, I've got all these questions now for the Lord. Great. That's exactly where we want you to be. So, but if you go to our website, we do have some things that are just helpful to walk out what we talk about. And I'm going to post an article of, of those things from today's episode as well. Okay. Just to, just to quickly summarize uh, you know, the first thing we talked about was freedom is the central mission of the gospel. Yes. So we want to uh, occupy that position mm-hmm. of freedom. Then we talked about the middle ground is where you go to die to self. That's right. that surrender yes. mm-hmm. that we have. And then uh, the, this last section was really talking about the daily discipline of uh, or that daily pursuit so that you get to yes. continue yes. to occupy again that that place of freedom. Yeah, that intentionality. Good. All right. Well, I want to pray for us and those who are listening. So just sit back and receive this prayer. And um, from there, we just pray that you guys have a great journey with the Lord on this topic and, and look forward to testimonies that you want to share of how it unfolds in your life. So, Father, we thank you so much for this space. We thank you for this platform to be able to connect with people and just hear what you have to say and hear your word, kind of dig into things together and ask good questions and become more mature followers of Christ. And so, Father, we thank you for calling us out of those dark places, out of that darkness and into your marvelous light. And Father, help us move from those middle ground spaces quickly. Help us to obey and surrender quickly so that we can move into freedom in every moment of every day as we walk by the Spirit and not the natural. Father, help us to kill the flesh and die to the selfish things that we protect in our lives. And call out the areas of our life that we need to move on from. And that hold and hold us accountable to do so by faith, Father. I pray for the quickening of the Holy Spirit. For anybody listening to this even now, that you would begin to kind of download and highlight those spaces that they need to write down and start pursuing in prayer with you and start surrendering to you, God. Help us get used to that phrase, I surrender, Lord. I surrender to you. I take myself off the throne of my life. And I declare that you are Lord over all things. And so I just pray, Father, that you would, um, today would be the mark of a deeper reality of freedom from the middle for anybody listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on the Occupy Freedom Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.occupy-freedom.com and subscribe so you'll never miss a show or an update. 
While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate you sharing it with your friends and giving us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. For further resources, check out Rihanna's best-selling book, Polished and Concealed, on Amazon.com. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Occupy Freedom Podcast.